Chapter 15 Olivia Hunter Olivia Hunter Olivia Hunter Who was she? Who is she? Where is she? I've been asking myself those questions for two decades. And then, one night, as I was staring out my bedroom window at the moon and the stars, I caught sight of the constellation of Orion in the night sky. And that was when I started to feel something. I felt like I was being drawn to something or to someone. However, to something or to someone whom I did not know. But the strange thing was that to whatever or to whomever I felt like I was being drawn to, I also felt this distant but also this instant familiarity with them. It was strange, but it was also an amazing feeling to be sure. However, after a few seconds, to whatever or to whomever I believed that I felt this pull towards went away. And I just chalked the sensation up to feeling fatigued for some reason and in need of some rest. So I went over to my vessel, coughing, and I laid down to get some much needed sleep to rejuvenate myself. But as soon as I closed the lid on my vessel, coughing, and I closed the eyelids of my eyes, that was when I once again started to feel the same sensation as before. However, instead of opening my eyelids and climbing out of my coffin, I decided to embrace whatever it was that I was feeling and let it pull me deeper and closer to its source. Before I knew it, I experienced the sensation of being freed of my body. An out-of-body experience exactly the same as the one that Hermes, Mercury, the man in black had shown me. And I found myself standing outside of the coffin which I knew my body was still resting within and the return of the same pull to whatever or to whomever was drawing me to them, which at that moment felt considerably stronger. After looking around at my bedchamber for a few more moments, I then returned my attention to the towering window of my bedroom and to the collection of stars that was called the Constellation of Orion, named after Orion, the hunter who, according to Greek mythology, was a huntsman, as well as a hero, who the Greek god Apollo was apparently not a fan of, and who was placed among the constellations by Zeus after their death. It was as I looked at every one of the stars that made up the constellation of Orion that I felt myself being drawn forwards, and instead of resisting in any way, I allowed myself to be propelled at a speed that must have been close to the speed of light up into the sky, through the darkness of the night, only to find myself eventually landing gently on the edge of a wooded area. And that was where I saw Olivia Hunter for the first time. I instantly and instinctively knew that the woman who I was seeing was who I'd been thinking about and dreaming about for 20 years. And I was completely overjoyed that I had finally found her. However, my joy quickly turned into concern when, from a distance and hidden from view, I saw Olivia take off all her clothes and then, and then I saw her transform into a wolf. And, in all honesty, at that moment, I was in a state of shock, I must confess. Of course, I knew that werewolves existed. I even got a visit from this Native American woman who admitted to me that she was in fact a werewolf who wanted my help in trapping and killing her ex-husband, 
who she had run away from years before, so that she could live happily in England without any further fear that her ex-husband would come after her and potentially kill her. However, I decided against interfering with the affairs of what felt like a disagreement between an estranged wife and her husband that they could solve between themselves. After all, she, Tala, was a werewolf, and I was certain that she could look after herself if she needed to. After I watched Olivia fully transform into a wolf, I began to find myself becoming even more entranced by her. And it was as I stood there watching her that I realised that Olivia Hunter was who I had been waiting to meet my entire life. I smiled to myself as I watched Olivia, the wolf, jump around and then run through the trees of the forest we were both within. And just as I was thinking about approaching her and introducing myself to her, I suddenly felt myself being ripped away. And a few moments later, I found myself back in my own body and immediately pushing open the lid of my coffin vessel. I was in a state of shock. And I even found myself initially struggling to breathe. However, after maybe five minutes of just sitting up inside my coffin that had a red silk cushioned interior within a carved walnut exterior, I took some time to fully consider everything that I just felt as well as who and what I had just seen, and I thought about what I was going to do next. The next morning, I asked several members of my staff to find out as much as they could about who Olivia Hunter was, where she lived, what social media accounts she had. I asked my staff to tell me everything that they could about her, from where she grew up, to who she used to go to school with, to what her favourite movie was, to the first boy that she dated, to what her favourite song was, to what books she liked to read, and lo and behold, I discovered that she was a fan of all things supernatural, including my books. How is that for fate? She already liked my work. Every hour of every day of every night, I felt this insatiable longing to be close to her. So I guess you could say that Olivia and I were a match made in heaven, even before we met. My next question was, what do I do now? How do I approach her without seeming to be coming on too strong, too fast? I mean, at that point, we didn't even know one another. Almost immediately after I discovered that Olivia was a fan of my books, I told my staff to organise a book signing of a book that I had recently finished writing, which I told them I wanted to publish as soon as possible so that I could draw Olivia to it, so that I could meet her face to face. And that is exactly what happened next. There was a book signing, which I asked my staff to advertise that I would be in attendance of, which would have been the first time that I would have attended in person, ever. However, as always, I would not be making an obvious appearance at the book signing to do any book signing, but I would indeed be there in a clandestine function. That is one of the most beautiful things about being a well-loved though anonymous writer who nobody on earth knows what you look like and which is how I can be at my own book signing and how I'm able to blend into the crowd because nobody knows who I really am. It's fun but not as fun or amazing as finally approaching and coming face with Olivia. What a thrilling moment that was and what an amazing talk we had until I got a call from Vincent 
one of my aides, who was reminding me that I had a prior engagement with a witch who had requested to see me, and so Olivia and I were regrettably forced to cut short our conversation. I said goodbye to Olivia. However, just before I walked away, I told her that it had been wonderful to meet her and that I would see her again. And I could tell that she was left just as thrilled by our first official meeting as I was. And in truth, I could not wait to see Olivia again. And I was willing to do whatever I could to make a second meeting a reality as soon as possible. I felt instantly and deeply in love with Olivia from that moment, and the fact that she was really a werewolf in disguise did not change how I felt about her in the slightest. In fact, I might have been even more enamoured with her because she was in truth such a wild spirit, enclosed within such a beautiful, meek-looking exterior. You would not know that Olivia had anything to hide about herself, unless you saw her become a wild animal before your eyes. And it was immediately evident to me that Olivia was unlike anybody on earth. And as well as that, she could keep a secret. After that first meeting, I'm not afraid to admit that I deliberately stalked Olivia and followed her every move. When I wasn't thinking about her and dreaming about her, of course. <laughs>